Welcome to This Day on TRL. Yes. Every Tuesday, we go back in time to discuss the top 10 videos on that particular date on TRL. TRL, of course, stands for Total Request Live. It was mm -hmm. MTV's video countdown show from 1998 to 2008. It was hosted by Carson Daly. Um, there is a current version of TRL that yeah. they brought back, but we're not talking about that. We one. don't talk about that one. And we have nothing to do with it. Mm -mm. This show is not brought to you by the current version of TRL. I've never no. even seen an episode. I, yeah. Have you seen an episode? I've watched uh, five minutes. Yeah. And it was just terrible. Not worth talking about. But yes. you know what was worth talking about? The old one. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. 98 through 2008. My name is Isaac Renz. I am a current music video director. I actually started directing music videos the year after TRL was taken off the air. So I never got to have any of my videos on the air. But I've directed like 70-something videos for artists all across the board. Yes. I'm here with Pooch. Yes, sir. He is my good friend. Hello. He is an amazing actor. And he is also a TRL super fan. Yes. You have an encyclopedic knowledge of all things TRL. I do. I do. Just that part of my brain that should store something else. <laughs> But doesn't. Uh, today, we're going through the top 10 videos from Monday, September 16th, 2002. Yes. That's, uh, and it's it's a real action-packed uh, TRL. It's got yeah. some Justin Timberlake. It's got some Eminem. It's a heavy hitter. All kinds of stuff. Britney yeah. factors in. Um, so today, the two of us are going to talk about this. Future episodes, we're going to try to bring on some of our... Uh, like friends who are comedians, current musicians. We're going to even try to grab some people from uh, the TRL era. Ooh. The day that we get Carson Daly, this that, podcast officially ends. Yep, roll the credits. Yep, roll credits. <laughs> That's it. Once Carson's – if we get Carson, we're going to live stream it. Yes. And we're all going to paint each other's fingernails. Yes. <laughs> That'll be the day to bring your yes. puka shell necklace, your yes. trucker hat. Ooh. And, your, and yes, we'll all – Did you have a trucker hat? Oh, I had multiple trucker hats. Yeah, I had a John Deere trucker hat. We'll be talking about trucker hats today. Can't wait. All right, let's get started at number 10 Oof. on the countdown. Uh, Kylie Minogue with Love at First Sight. This is like a pretty interesting video to start off our podcast with because this is a very uh, unusual video for TRL. Yes. Uh, first of all, it's an international artist, which didn't happen a lot on TRL. Uh, Kylie was a, or still is, an Australian artist. Mm -hmm. um, and actress. An actress. And this best, video. Best known for what movie? Well, what movie is she? Street Fighter. She was in Street Fighter? Yes. Who'd she play? Ah, oh, man. She was the blonde uh, right-hand woman to what, Guile. Was she the Australian character in Street Fighter? Yeah, but she was on the American soldier side. That's confusing. Just like Belgium Van Damme <laughs> as the king of all American soldiers. So this video was directed by Johan Rank, uh, who's one of my favorite directors, actually, from this era, and he is a Swedish director. He's mm. typically known for doing really dark, moody pop videos. Oh. He did the last two David Bowie videos. Oh. Um this is not typical of his work. This is yeah. an extremely uh, bright, colorful video. Not dark at all. It feels very conceptual. How would you describe this this video, Pooch? I would describe it as if you've seen the movie The Fifth Element, this is for you. <laughs> Everyone looks like a character out of that movie. So you're kind of seeing like Kylie's in this like futuristic maze. There's kind of like these weird Tetris type 
like graphics shooting yes. around very all over the place. Very Fortnite-y to bring it up to speed. Well, Fortnite, yeah, thank you for the, the better reference. <laughs> and she's surrounded by these dancers who are kind of dressed like, like you said, like the fifth element, which yeah. by the way is an old reference. We should come up with a better one than that. Ah, damn. Uh, there's a little bit of like an MC Escher vibe. It looks like one of those drawings where you can't quite tell like what's up and what's down. Yes. And the dancing is like, Kind of this, it almost is like German expressionistic, like modern yeah. dance. Costumes are out of control. A lot of like just bob haircuts, blonde bob cuts. Yes. And my favorite part is like the dancers will dance and then they'll slowly walk away. Like they did their job uh-huh. and then they slowly walk away. I think one of the most interesting things about this video is that they're actually, I, I have to admit, I actually really like the costumes in this video. It looks but, awesome. Oh, no, they're great. The costumes are great. It's just, in my opinion, it's a very boring video. Like oh, I wasn't, okay. I remember seeing this video as a kid. Didn't do much for me. I did want an earring with a P though. Just to let everybody <laughs> know, pooch. Yeah, so Kylie is wearing a K earring. earring. Yes. You know, I think it's, this is probably one of those videos that was, a, you know, it all takes place in one take, which makes it a little bit more of a slow burn of a video to sit through. Yes. Um, and the, the whole video is all from one camera angle. Like Kylie is really close to the camera. There's a bunch of dancers behind her. So I could see like people maybe getting a little bored with this in the yeah. TRL era, which was a lot of fast cuts. Yes. I mean, I think one of the reasons why I kind of have a soft spot for this video is because it was so different from everything. I, could, I understand that. And especially you being a music video director, you're, you're looking at this video a completely different way than I am. Right. I'm going to get real snobby about it. Get snobby. Yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely feels like, oh, this is like a creative auteur kind yeah. of video because it's very different it's it's the most obscure different video on this t- countdown i think this might actually be one of the most different obscure videos that ever got played on trl oh so kind of cool that we started big off words that. yeah for episode one <laughs> all right let's move on to the next video so coming in at number nine uh nelly featuring Ooh. kelly Rowland with the one If you were to describe this video in like an elevator pitch, Mm. like what is going on in this video? It's, first of all, I hope it's the weekend because no one's doing anything. Everyone is just on their stoops. They're playing cards. They're riding bicycles. They're... A lot of riffraff going along around uh, in this video. So we open in like op- Nelly's neighborhood. First of all, let's just call it what it is. Nelly's neighborhood is the Universal Studios back lot. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm a little specifically uh this is the back lot neighborhood where they filmed uh Desperate Housewives. Yep. The Burbs. Right. And I I don't remember anyone <laughs> on the tour going and right there is where Nelly and Kelly Roland got busy <laughs> or that's where Nelly's band-aid fell off right over there. And this is a really weird pick for Nelly too. I'm really surprised that they wanted to shoot it on this street. It just does not feel like his, uh, like five. I feel like certain, a lot of, or a lot of 2000 rap videos were done on studio backlots because P Diddy had bad boy for life. That was done on a backlot. Yeah. Also like a neighborhood Very, suburbs. Yes. Video. Uh-huh. I think this video came out before, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we should mention, so there's like a love story. Oh, yes. There's a the there's a love triangle. Yeah. This video actually has kind of like a Nicholas Sparks vibe to it. Oh. It kind of looks like a Nicholas Sparks movie, but yes. just sort of featuring Kelly and uh, Nelly. So the whole idea is like they're, they want to be with each other, but they can't because they already have boyfriends and girlfriends. Yes, but they are flirting hard. Right. And I feel like it's a love at first sight thing because mm. as soon as she moves into the block, She's eyeing Nelly in front of her man, mm -hmm. and Nelly's waving. <laughs> There's a lot of but, like longing. Yes. In this video, like close-ups of like people really feeling. Oh yes. They're in their feelings. A lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, I think probably the most famous thing about this video now is the text messaging. Oh. Is this is this something that you came across while you were researching this video? Well, uh, that was one of the things. Uh, I have number one uh, most amazing thing about this video is Nellie rhymes gangsta with thank ya. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my most favorite thing of this video mm -hmm. is anyone who can just put those two words together is a magician in my book. We have to talk about how at one point in this video, um, in the third act of the video, Ooh. things are getting real intense between Kelly and Nellie. Yes. She pulls out her Nokia Epoch um like it looks like a pager, but is it's a, two, a cell phone. It's a two-way pager. Yes. And she starts to text Nelly, but if you look closely, she's texting him on a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this has been pointed out a lot. I think there's like a whole meme about this right now on the internet. But yes, basically, there's really no good explanation for this. She no. was using uh, an actual two-way pager. Yes. But for some reason, she's typing straight into an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, someone someone uh, messed up big time. Yeah, <laughs> she on was the set uh, of the dilemma video. She was working out the budget of the video, <laughs> of the video. <laughs> at the same time that she was texting Nelly. And then is that a cameo by Patty Labelle? Yeah, Patty Labelle factors in at the very end. She plays uh, Kelly's mom. Mom, I'm guessing. Yeah, it feels like it was really thrown in last second. like she's yelling at her daughter to get out of the street because she's dancing with Nelly. I won't lie. That's not the worst. I don't know if I'd yell at my kid for that. There's a <laughs> lot of other things that I'd be yelled at them before that. Yes. From a director's standpoint, I would be yelling because that entire street is covered in a wet down. Yes. Uh, and so if you don't know what that is, like basically uh, for music videos, especially, but also in movies and TV shows and all that, a lot of times to make a shot look even prettier, especially if it's a shot that takes place at night, streets just look better if they're wet. Mm -hmm. Like light reflects off of them. Like it just has a more cinematic look. And this entire video, uh, th the whole street from top to bottom is completely wet. And they have these like machines that like drive around and just spray water everywhere, which they don't do anymore because uh, Los Angeles is always in a perpetual drought. But back then they're just dumping water just dumping. everywhere. It constantly looks like they had just like uh, come out of like a thunderstorm in this video. But luckily they were at the universal back lot. Exactly. So right. <laughs> they just use the water from the tram ride and they recycle it over to <laughs> Nellyville. Um, and I should mention this video is directed by Benny Boom, who was like the guy, the guy. for hip hop videos. He did, directed a bunch of stuff for 50 Cent, for Puff, for... Akon, Birdman, yes. Cassidy, Seaside. Yes. It, he, basically, if you dropped a mixtape on Dat Piff, 
He he also directed All Eyes on Me, the movie that came out recently. Oh, he did. That's yes. right. Did you see that? Um, I did. I I didn't want to just because it didn't look good to me. Um, but there is a, a scene where Tupac, I think, has an iPhone in the movie. So obviously, whoever was working on the spreadsheet for Kelly yeah. Rowland was working on All Eyes on Me. Do you think this is like um, a, recurring a recurring theme? Like uh, this is like Benny Boom's signature move is just, finding a way to use like confusing like uh, communications technology. Just, just messing up the timelines. Yeah. <laughs> now, was Tupac texting on an iPhone on an Excel spreadsheet? That would be the ultimate. Yeah, that's like the inception of Benny yeah. Boom videos. <laughs> a dream within a dream. All right, let's move on to number eight. Uh-oh. Vanessa Carlton in Ooh. Ordinary Day. Okay, so Pooch, I know that you have really strong feelings about this video. Yes. Vanessa Carlton was my girl growing up. I loved her so much. A thousand miles got me through football practice. And I know that's probably the <laughs> most unlikely football song in the world. Uh -huh. But I would sing that song in the middle of practice and it would just help me get through. And this was just high school. So high school football practice was just so obnoxiously hard. Because it was all about being tough and a man. So were you like singing it to yourself like in a wistful kind of way? Like that's not really like an adrenaline. No, it's not pumping. a not at all. No, not at all. It was just in between plays. Just a day, just an ordinary day. Oh, <laughs> pooch over there, play play outside in. Okay, <laughs> just trying to get by. But as a huge Vanessa Carlton fan, were yes. you ever into Ordinary Day? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The follow up. Uh, yes. It, I won't. It, it wasn't as high on my list, but I did love Ordinary Day. So the music video for Ordinary Day, <laughs> it, it has a really interesting concept. First of all, directed by Mark Clausfeld. He was also a really influential director at that time. He actually directed Nelly's Country Grammar video, which is one of my favorite music videos That's, of all time. That is a good one. He also directed a ton of Sum 41 videos, which Ooh. is very TRL. Gold era. Um, but he like worked across genres. One of the genres that he was really um, focused on at the time was uh, like kind of singer-songwriter, like more sensitive fare. He actually did the, um, that first Vanessa Carlton video with the traveling piano. Genius. And this is like sort of a continuation of that. That same piano makes a cameo here. And this video, it's a real simple concept. Will you explain the concept? Because I am very confused during this video when I first saw it and <laughs> still. I would describe it in a sentence like this. Vanessa Carlton plays in an open field that looks like a Microsoft screensaver. Yes. All across the field, couples are all sort of laying on top yeah. of each other. Not only couples. Shout out to Vanessa Carlton. A lot of interracial couples. Yeah, I know. A lot that. of diversity in this video. Very he progressive video. Yes, ahead of her time. Heteronormative video, but very progressive. Mm -hmm. She is playing the piano the whole time. And then, so the whole time, it just kind of looks like everybody is suffering from like carbon monoxide poisoning. It's it, a very lethargic video. It looks like Heaven's Gate. It, yeah, there's a. <laughs> it's a lot like they drank the Kool Aid and now they're just waiting for the spaceship to come. It is like a cult that kind of looks like an American Eagle Outfitters Ooh, lookbook. That is <laughs> spot on. It's okay, like a cult built around like you win. premium plaid shirts. 
<laughs> so basically, Vanessa Carlton is like playing her piano. She's singing the song. And then about halfway through the video, a key point in the song, all of a sudden a solar eclipse happens. And everyone gets horny. Everyone starts making, making out. Making out. And also like, okay, so like just a very common filmmaking technique, especially when it's used in music videos where you don't have a lot of time and not, not always the biggest budget, is that in order to make things look like they take place at night, you just sort of shift the exposure down. I was about to ask, because I know this is not This is nighttime. not night. It, it kind of looks like um, like a scene from like Twilight or something. I felt like they did this a lot in those movies where oh, good call. everything kind of has like just a weird gl ghostly glow to it. It just doesn't really look like night, but like your brain kind of tells you it's night. Um, making music videos is really hard, and so stuff doesn't always turn out exactly how you want it to this looks pretty good for what it is yeah uh i would say though the weirdest part of this video is at the end when the sun comes back everybody disappears so here are my thoughts on that what is i theory? had two thoughts either this is all in her imagination oh. or she's literally going through the rapture <laughs> <laughs> okay that was my thought that the solar eclipse something's going down the rapture okay God has taken all of those people up to heaven except for Vanessa Carlton. So she got left behind. She got left behind. Oh. But I don't know why. But she's the only one who wasn't making out. This just doesn't make sense. Yeah, to there's me. a yeah. lot of holes. Right? She was by far the, the most, most pure. pure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Kirk Cameron's favorite video, Vanessa Carlton's Ordinary Day. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else on this one? I have to say, like, I kind of like, I hadn't listened to Vanessa Carlton since I was in middle school. This is a fun song. It's a fun song and it's a it's a catchy song. Mm -hmm. Like it still is in my head to this day. Like after watching this video this morning to kind of catch up. Right. I found myself not singing it but humming it. Ah, okay. It's a good it's a good hum song. Are you going to work out to this? Maybe a cool down? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd probably do like a like a stretch routine. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> good Charlotte comes in at number 7, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Isaac is doing a very calm job of introducing this countdown. <laughs> when it went down live, the countdown was the craziest exper experience I think <laughs> I have ever witnessed. Something happens to a teenage kid when a camera is in their face. Are you saying I should use more pizzazz? I think we need to at least do one of the countdown. Oh, are you going to do like an impersonation, I do of, an a impersonation kid of a kid requesting a video? Who's requesting? Oh, so, okay. So what Pooch is referring to is yes. back in the day, they would throw to like a shot outside where a cameraman would be like with a crowd of kids who were outside where they filmed uh, TRL in Times Square, and they would request live on camera. Yes. And they would always do it like breathlessly. It, it, it was all in one sentence, one <laughs> continuation. Okay. So can you do, like if you were in that crowd yes. in 2002, okay. how would you have requested Good Charlotte's Lifestyles? All right. So you're Carson Daly okay. and you cut outside. Okay. All right, guys. So let's throw it outside to our next request. Hi, guys. My name is Brad from Yorba Linda. I want to request Good Charlotte's Lifestyles of Richard Bayless because I love that group and I want to be rich one day and, and just everything's rocking out. Dude, that's perfect. That's pretty good. I kind of stumbled a little bit. <laughs> but I think they would kind of. Yeah, because. They would stumble. I feel like people were like, hey, Brad, you know, if you get on, 
TRL, <laughs> shout me out. And I feel like no one ever got the shout out because they were brains were melting for being on TRL <laughs> and being able to request. Also, fun fact, that's Benji and Joel's dog. In the video. In the video. There's a lot of cameos. Well, we should describe video. what happens in this. There's, there's yeah. a lot going on. We got off tangent a little bit. So it looks like there's a hostage situation going on inside a building, but it's just good Charlotte rocking out. Right. And they're rocking out so hard that they end up going to jail. Yes. That's only what I can assume because in the next setup they're in jail. And I love that they all they put them all in one cell. <laughs> yes, they put them all in one cell, which is exactly what you do when you put <laughs> a bunch of guys in jail. And then we cut to them in a courtroom mm. and then this is where things get really exciting because right. there's going to be a cameo, not, not one, but three cameos Multiples. in the courtroom. Yes. But the most important one is from InSync's Chris Kirkpatrick. Yes. Yes. He's on the witness stand for some reason. In, uh, a, in a beautiful outfit, but he's, he's playing a character, Chadwick Merriweather Harding, <laughs> the third. Yeah, I can tell he spent a lot of time thinking. I'm sure they really yeah. cracked themselves up with that. And my, my favorite thing about the people on the witness stand is, first of all, we don't know why they're they're guilty of anything, why they're in a court. Uh, you said they rocked too hard. Well, that I'm just assuming. That's I mean, there's no context. Right. This could have been any this could have actually been a really horrific crime. We don't know what could have yeah. happened here. And we see Chadwick Merriweather Harding III complain about their lack of fashion sense. Do you think that he gave like a bunch of wild lines and that was the best one? I like to think he did. Yeah. You think they like just really ran the, like a Judd Apatow movie? Like they were just like, go, go. Just go, go, go. And You're I want fire, Chris. And I want, I like to think that Good Charlotte was initially excited about it. And then over time they were just like, oh, why didn't we get Joey <laughs> Patone? Why didn't we get JC? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I do think... Oh, we sh we should mention that the prosecutor, for some reason, is Kyle Gass of Tenacious D. Legend. Legend. And then also, Mike Watt of the Minutemen, like this famous punk band yeah. from the previous decade, is the foreman of the jury. It's just a really confused... Like, there's no kid watching TRL who was impressed by that. So I actually think it's kind of cool that they went ahead and threw him in. That was for them. Yeah, because they were really... Maybe that was for their punk credibility. I don't know. That one one thing I do have I do have some beef with Good Charlotte. Okay, is this song is talking about rich and the famous? Uh -huh. They I feel like they talked a lot about money, a lot about the rich got away with things, but then cut to the week after they're on MTV Cribs showing off their cars, their money. Ooh, so the hypocrisy. Really I feel like they're a little you. hypocritical. Good Charlotte. <laughs> Did that crush you as a kid? I, I won't lie. I was like, I remember just being confused. Like, mm. hey, guys, you're complaining about things you have. Mm -hmm. Pooch really learned about late capitalism <laughs> from watching this good Charlotte video. I have a couple things that I know, just some insights from being a director myself in okay. Los Angeles. First of all, uh, their performance is shot at the Herald Examiner, which is like a famous building. It's where uh, The Usual Suspects was filmed. Okay. Ooh. It's also where the police station from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is. Ooh. Or maybe was. They might have recreated it somewhere else. Also, at the very end of the video, they walk out of the courtroom to Pasadena City Hall. That's like the location that they walk out into. Reservoir dog style. Reservoir dog style. But you might recognize it as the Pawnee City Hall on Parks and Rec. Oh, wow. So. Wow. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to number six. Britney Spears, the boys. Boys, sometimes a girl just needs um, boys. 
Okay, so when I first watched this video, I have to admit, I know a lot about TRL videos. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I watched like every episode as a kid. I don't remember this video. I feel like this was still a hit for Britney, mm -hmm. but like... I feel like this is one of those songs that she had in the string of all of her hits. This is like a lesser Britney. This is like a B-side. B-side Britney. Yeah. But also, it was from a movie. Right. Which I think bumped it up a little bit. Austin Powers in Gold Member. Gold Member. So this video has um, a, a whole bunch of cameos. We'll get into it in a second, but Austin Powers factors in at the end. <laughs> yes. It's just... This video kind of reminds me of Bill Hader's Stefan character on SNL when he does oh. like that this club has everything. Oh, yes. Because this music video has everything in a way that makes no sense. Yes. Castle. Uh-huh. Number one. So we open at a castle. Brittany is like. Well, we open up with the castle, but DJ, uh, oh. DJ Qualls right. or Quills. The, the weirdest intro ever for a music video. DJ Qualls. What, what even was DJ Qualls? He was in The New Guy. He okay. was in Road Trip. See, he was like a DJ. He was a real DJ? Or was no, that I think that's his, his name. That's his name. His name okay. is DJ Qualls. So at the very beginning of the video, this really skinny, lanky white guy is trying to get into this castle like yes. it's a club. I, here's the thing I don't understand. Is it a castle or a club? I think it's a party thrown by Britney. Oh, like this is like her like birthday party or something. Yes, it reminds me, if anybody has seen Blank Check, it looks like Mr. McIntosh's house. <laughs> but a sexier version. A very sexier version where everyone's like sh moving their shoulders, they're making out. Right, there's a lot of shoulder movement. A lot, of, well, I'm, I won't lie. A lot, Brittany was, in my opinion, a very lazy dancer and threw a lot of shoulders. This is a hot take. You heard it first. This is why I brought you on. Yes. This. <laughs> I don't. Pull any punches, <laughs> all right? You're not going to make a lot of friends on the TRL podcast I by know. talking trash about Britney, but I think, I think, one, I think you might be right. Yes. On this song. I'll on say this, this song. song. There is like a cool, like, choreographed thing towards the end that's yes. sort of Janet Jackson inspired. Very well, let's go ahead and say it. Janet recorded the song first, didn't want it, gave it to Britney. Right. So this is like Janet's leftovers. It's, yes. Britney's doing what she can. She's throwing those shoulders, trying to make it work. And she even does a little bit of Janet. I feel like this is a Janet Jackson imitation that she's doing in this video. Because right. she goes, get nasty. Oh, she's doing She that. whispers a lot of stuff. Get it's nasty. a big whisper song. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we get to the whisper song on this countdown someday. That's I, you know, I think, okay, so one thing that I'm just going to say is I feel like there are times, and I've I've definitely done a few of these myself, where an artist comes to a director with like a grab bag of ideas, but they don't all make sense. Mm. And then it's up to the director to take all those ideas and try to make it into a video. And this feels like mm. it could be one of those. Do you think Britney was like, I want it all in this video? I think she was like, I want to be in a big castle. I feel like she had maybe seen like a movie recently that featured a big castle or something. Mm. Cause it's like an epic castle. And then I feel like she was just like, I got to dance with Austin Powers. I got to do like a funny dance. I'm, I'm sure she had like really thought through that part. And then I feel like there are just all these like little things thrown in. There's like one scene where she's like eating at a really long table with some guy. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like a, a table that's like a hundred feet long. Uh, and there's, there's like a bunch of cameos from people that don't make sense. Uh, Tay Diggs is in this video for yes. like two seconds. Jason Priestley is in this video for two seconds, which I don't remember him being 
that hot in 2002. Yeah, that is like a little, that's like kind of having a Gossip Girl character in your music video in 2018 or something. Yes, it's, I mean. Feels a little dated. He he was the man in the 90s. Here's the thing, I'm never going to say no to Jason Priestley. Oh, not at all. You could offer him to me today, I'll take him. Uh, and I'd watch. But it seems like there was a lot to shoehorn in this video because I'm sure that also like the movie studio was like, we got to make sure that we have, you know, so many seconds of Mike Myers doing his thing. I got really excited when I saw Mike Myers playing Austin Powers next to Pharrell. Yes. In this video, he produced the track, yes. or uh, the Neptunes, his production Him and Chad. duo with Chad Hugo. Mm-hmm. Produced this track as a very Neptune sounding track. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the track, I, I like the beat. And then there's a scene where Austin Powers and Pharrell are doing a very complicated handshake. Yes. Which I feel like a real source of humor during the TRL era was um, like white people, like. Messing up hip hop. Messing up hip hop stuff. Yes. It was a very like quick and easy way to get a laugh. But Mike Myers may mess up the handshake. Yes. Pharrell messes up the Dr. Evil billion dollar (laughs) pinky. Does he do that? He goes backwards with the pinky. I'm going to freeze frame it for you to see (laughs) because I kind of got mad here that no no one saw this. Oh. Guys, we'll we'll like freeze frame this. We'll we'll pop it in. We'll put it somewhere. Well, yeah. It, or you could just if you're following along on yeah, YouTube, this takes place on, at two fifty one. Yes. If you if you Pharrell need to see if you're dying to see it, screws up the Doctor Evil pinky finger. And I don't know if this is his Pharrellish way of doing something new and different. Oh, like, like it's when his own twist on. Yeah, this is my twist. Even oh. though there's really two different directions you can go. <laughs> I could kind of see that being the excuse in retrospect. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, no, I wanted to do it this way. Anybody can do the correct Dr. Evil pinky. Yes. But he flipped it. He flipped it like a sample. He sampled the Dr. Evil pinky finger, flipped it, put it on its head. And Mike Myers was probably doubting his original <laughs> idea. Of like, dang, man, I probably should have done the one for all <laughs> We got to get out of this video and move on. Okay, at number five, Shakira, Objection. Okay, so Pooch, this was Shakira's first ever appearance on TRL. It was her first English language song. She's a Colombian-born singer. Um, this video was directed by Dave Myers, who also directed the boys' video, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I feel like there's a lot of overlap between these two videos and that they both feel stuffed with ideas. Very similar. So a lot of computer-generated imagery. Mm-hmm. and Kind of dark. Kind of dark. And... I also feel like there's a lot of um, guys trying to get with the lead singer. Also, there's a lot of, well, the main character literally beats Shakira up. Yes. And no one does anything about it. This is a really, this video would not come out in 2018. Not at all. So can you explain, kind of give us a little brief synopsis of what happens in this video? So basically, we have Shakira doing the tango. Right. And, and here's the thing about Shakira. Amazing dancer. Yes. Unbelievable dancer. That is not in dispute. A lot of hips, a lot of shoulders. In my opinion, the video is not actually... Not lazy shoulders, though. No, no, no. She's doing all sorts of things. Okay. Uh, I think the video is actually very boring. Because a lot like the... I feel like it's a lot like the Kylie Minogue video where it's just... Oh, no, I forget she's... But so much happens in this video. A lot happens. So, 
in a brief summary, she's dancing with some sexy Latin guy at the yes. very beginning of the video. They're doing a tango. Mm. So she takes a, a muscle car after they dance together to a club. When she walks in, she sees like the sexy Latin guy and he's cheating on her <sighs> with somebody else. Jerk. And then they all get into a fight that's a little bit too much. She, she gets shoved hard. She gets shoved really hard. It's Very just, hard. It's horrible. But we forget when she notices her man yes. is with another woman, all of a sudden a comic book kind of almost 90s eon flux from <laughs> MTV yeah. cartoon happens. It where, turns into a cartoon. And I'm not sure if this is happening in real time and we just see a comic book version of it or if this is going on in her mind. Uh, yeah, I think that's the idea. It's almost like in Mean Girls where like Lindsay Lohan Good call. is imagining what she wants to do. Mm. But here's the part that doesn't make any sense. She imagines that she goes in and beats up the guy. And then she proceeds to do the exact same thing, but in real life, not in a cartoon. And then immediately gets met by a sexy Latin man who just... He shoves her. Gives her a good shove onto the floor, onto a table, breaks the table. Yeah. WWE style. I would... Look, I'm not going to cast aspersions on other directors and their decisions, but I probably would have like said, let's, let's figure out another way to do that. Yeah. There's just gotta be, we, we have yeah. to, we, it's, or at least have someone interfere. Right. Somebody should no stand one up does anything. Yeah, it's look really sad. And like, you should have, you shouldn't have said that. But she, I mean, to her credit, she gets it right back up. With the help of two random superheroes that all of a sudden appear. All right, so this is where things get really weird. All of a sudden, Batman and Superman show up. I don't know. I mean, they're generic versions. Yes. Right? I do not think these were cleared by DC Comics. Very targety. Yes. Uh, <laughs> costumes. Off the rack. Off the is rack. Is how I would describe these costumes. Instead of an S, it's a Z. Yeah, but this is the thing that doesn't make any sense. Superman. I feel like they should have made it. Like something more tied into Shakira, but then I guess it'd be an S and then it would just be Superman again, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Z was the way to go. Good Superman. choice. Superman. Superman. And Zatman. Zatman and Superman come to the rescue. And so I guess like in the end, it's, you know, she does get an assist from people at the club. It's just that they're superheroes for some reason. Uh, so the video ends with her playing with her band. Which I didn't know. I didn't know she played the guitar. Yeah. And you know what? I think she actually really does play it because I think that it... You know, sometimes in music videos, especially pop videos, Little Wayne, kind of, <laughs> Little, yeah, Wayne. Little Wayne in particular, <laughs> will kind of use like a guitar as a prop. I think she's actually and just really strum playing. it once. Right, he strums it once. He wears it very low too. Very low. Always makes me just like uncomfortable. And like it's never Green Day, in. basket case video <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, uh, like you need an extra elbow to actually play it. So at the very end of the video, she's playing, and the Latin guy and his girlfriend. I don't know why she's getting blamed for this. But they're like strapped to these giant discs that are moving around really fast, like mm. torture devices. Very saw-like. Yeah, it's it's got a little bit of an industrial vibe. It looks like a Nine Inch Nails video or something. Do you think she's trying to just make them very dizzy? Like that's the punishment. That's the punishment? Yeah. Or like is she going to throw knives at them later? <laughs> well, there's no knives. There's I think no the, knives. Punish, the extent of the punishment is dizziness. Mm. I, I'm sure these guys felt very nauseous at the end. I think, you know, one interesting thing about this video, Pooch, is that Dave Myers, the director of this video and the director of the previous video that we just talked about for Britney, he has had like a resurgence. Oh. So he was like the king of videos back then. He directed the Humble video for Kendrick Lamar oh, wow. a couple years ago. And now he's like the hottest 
pop director in videos again. He does all the Ariana Grande videos. Uh, he's done some Travis Scott videos. All of a sudden, like he's been doing this for so long, he kind of had like a little bit of a lull. Mm. And now he's the most in-demand director. I pitch against him all the time. I never get those videos. <laughs> Freaking Dave Myers. It's just uh, crazy to me that I was watching him in like eighth grade. And now you're competing with And them. now I'm competing and losing most really, of the time. Really quickly, will you give us just three music videos you've directed? Just so people out there, yeah, all sure. the listeners. If people look at my, it's all on a Wikipedia page somewhere if you just look at my name. But uh, I'm not going to go through all of them. But I've directed stuff for Katy Perry. I've directed stuff for, I, I've worked with uh, some TRL artists like Eminem. I did some Blink-182 videos back. Uh, Wait, what Blink-182 video did you do? Uh, it was two videos off the last album that Tom DeLonge was on. I didn't know this. This was like in 2013. Oh my goodness. Um, we'll get to that stuff later. I don't want this to turn into me talking about videos that I've done. I would have um, voted the Katy Perry video to be on. On TRL? TRL? That's a total TRL video. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, 100%. Thank you. All right, let's stop talking about me. <laughs> Um, let's Boom. move on to number four, Eminem, cleaning out my closet. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is the, maybe the biggest bummer video in drl it's history a, it is a sad song <laughs> yeah this sad is a song. painful listen imdb though said that the budget was a thousand dollars do you believe that <laughs> wait there's an imdb page that listed the budget at a thousand dollars yes and watching the video i'm trying to see if that's possible a thousand dollars might have been eminem's personal food allowance <laughs> for one of the days of the shooting that might have been craft services for eminem <laughs> Uh, I have to say, it's a good-looking video. Good-looking video. Very cinematic. It's got a lot of memorable, iconic shots. You see... So, th the backstory is this was a song dedicated to Eminem's troubled relationship with his mother. It's like a whole bunch of recreations of very dramatic moments uh, from his past. And very detailed recreations. It yeah. looks like they went and recreated like the... Um, trailer park home that he grew up in. Oh, you know he went through these altercations with his mom because it, it's too close to home. This feels like it would be kind of a psychologically difficult video to make if you were Eminem. So it's an interesting video because up until this point, I think he had mostly released very colorful, sarcastic, uh, pop culture referencing videos like My Name Is. Um, and I think that was kind of what he was known for. This video was co-directed by Philip Atwell, who did all of those, and Dr. Dre, mm. which is a, f I'm pretty sure he didn't contribute storyboards <laughs> to this or anything. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's an interesting video because it is so personal. And because I think when people think of TRL, they think of big, poppy, colorful, kind of candy coated songs and this is definitely not one of them no, this is a sad video a sad song in an era where i felt like everyone just wanted to have fun and especially in the middle of times square <laughs> yeah this video comes on and this, i feel like it's just i can't imagine a kid screaming out doing an impression asking for this video yeah i 
come to think of it, I don't ever remember seeing someone vote for this video. Yeah. This was a very like sad, somber vote that you would do in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. You'd call this one in, give someone on the other line a fake name because you didn't want them to know that you wanted to see this video. Exactly. Also, does Slim Shady's mom put cleaning products in his cereal? That is one part. Okay, so there is a scene where she's giving him cereal and pours like Drano in it. That can't be a real detail. I He'd be dead. That's what I'm thinking. Right? Or did he sniff it out and not eat the cereal? Yeah. If that's true, it's very dark. Very dark. This is like about as close as uh, TRL got to a Breaking Bad episode. I think, you know, I, I okay, so I'll bring in one quick personal detail. I've worked with Eminem before. Mm -hmm. He is like the most, he was the most thorough person oh. I've ever worked with on a music video. So he brought a script supervisor to set, which is not a thing you do on music videos. Script supervisors are usually for movies and TV shows. They're there to make sure that like the script is followed, that you're getting the coverage you need. He brings in a script supervisor and after every take, he would go over to her and ask which words he had not fully enunciated on camera. Oh, wow. And then he had like every moment of his performance mapped out. Like each performance was exactly the same, which I've never seen before. I, and it was actually like a really amazing thing to watch. Like he is just an incredibly hardworking person and has like such a commitment to like really delivering something that he feels is high quality. So wow. It's interesting, like watching this video, there's part of me that's just like, yeah, man, this is like a bummer video. Um, but, and I know that like he says he doesn't play this song anymore live in concerts. He's kind of like disowned mm. this song a little bit. At the same time, like it is a surprisingly well-crafted video. It, it's very well-crafted video. I do feel like he was going for an Oscar in this video. This was like uh I feel like he was trying to like show eight mile people. audition. Yeah, and it is for me it wasn't there. Okay. I feel like he's pushing some tears out at the very end. Okay. Or he's trying to, <laughs> but it's just rain and it's not tears. There is like this like iconic shot of him digging a grave in the rain. Yeah. For his mom who I don't think was dead when this was being filmed. Whoa. I think maybe the like subtext is that he killed her. I don't know. Well, there's what, one point he's talking to the grave, uh -huh. yelling at the grave. So right. I'm like, did he? Yes. And is he burying her right now? I don't know. <sighs> Poor him. We got to get out of this oh. video. Okay. So uh, moving on to number three, that would be Michelle Branch. <laughs> this is like the exact opposite. Michelle Branch with Goodbye to You. You were a big Vanessa Carlton fan. Love Vanessa Carlton. Now, a lot of people, I think, confuse Vanessa Carlton and Michelle Branch. I would include myself. Absolutely. I uh, bet you you probably even got confused with Stacey Arico. <laughs> probably at the time I did. It's three brunettes. Uh-huh. Ambiguous looking. Yes. You don't really know if they're white, if they're right. mixed. Ethnically, ethnically diverse. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Similar sounds. 
like singer songwriter kind of emotional confessional music one was a piano player the other one was a guitar player michelle branch was a guitar player B michelle branch was an acoustic guitar player right vanessa carlton was the piano player stacy Eureka was just the vocalist stacy Eureka is like tr truly like a blind spot <laughs> yeah she had, she had two hits okay she had two hits and we'll probably get to those on the countdown. I can't wait. What what instrument did she play? Uh, just uh, her voice. Just her voice. Just oh, her voice. Got to stand out somehow. She that was her thing. Okay. And she had a beautiful mole on her cheek. All right. Really quickly, I looked up on Wikipedia this this video, uh -huh. and one thing I thought was funny was a little fun fact it okay. gave us, and it said it's set in reverse, very similar to the movie Memento, and I just love that they thought this was on par with <laughs> Christopher Nolan's memento. Here's what I don't understand is I watched this video not knowing that I could not tell that it was in reverse. Neither could I after they after I read that. Um okay, so real quick watching this video, I think you could sum it up by saying she's going on a road trip. Yes. You see her in dingy hotel rooms with her her friends, she's going through Sequoia National Forest, which is actually pretty beautiful in here. Driving casually through a forest fire. Yes, she does drive casually through a forest fire, which is very, uh, it's actually a really cool shot. And I'm pretty sure it's fake flames, but it looks cool. Uh, as I was watching this, can I get a little director nerd on you for just a second? Please. Look, a lot of times the hardest part about being a music video director is pitching your idea. And it's probably pretty hard to just make it sound exciting when you say, well, let's just, we're going to go on a road trip. I think that, so this was directed by Francis Lawrence, who, first of all, is one of the all-time great music video directors. He did, like, uh, Cry Me a River for Justin Timberlake. He's done, and he worked with just about everybody from this era. And actually, I love the look of this video. I think, like, it's a really beautiful video. I think that... Oh, we should mention he went on to like direct Hunger Games and uh, or a few of those movies. He just directed Red Sparrow. I mean, he's like uh, all time, all time like success story when it comes to like uh, music video directors who jumped into feature films. So what's interesting about this video is I feel like the pitch for this video was him showing her a Wranglers commercial. Good call. Um, and I, I'm not just saying like any Wranglers commercial, there's a specific Wranglers commercial that came out a couple years earlier that was directed by a, a director named Jonathan Glazer that is like a road trip that has all the exact same scenes and also features driving through, not, it's not through a forest, but through a neighborhood where there's a house on fire. Also features a scene where they're in a box car. Like all of the scenes are in the exact same place. If you Google, um, I think follow the yellow brick road was the name of the Wranglers ad. And so I, my theory here is that in order to pitch this video and to, to do it quickly and succinctly, because a lot of musicians don't like to read, he showed that video and said, we're going to do our version of this. Mm. And every director does this. Like it's just a real quick shorthand to like help people to understand right away what you're doing. And this video ends up feeling very different because it's starring Michelle Branch and, you know, all that. But I found that very interesting. Like, I did not remember this video. And when I saw it, just like it went scene right for head. scene. Because it's kind of a famous Wranglers commercial. It like <sighs> won a bunch of awards. Do you think she's wearing Wranglers in the music video? I think that was the one detail they changed. They probably said, let's put her in Levi's. That way we won't <sighs> get sued. Um, 
so besides me basically uh causing legal problems uh retroactively for this michelle branch video uh does anything else stand out for you in it to be honest i actually thought it was a very boring music video okay but i feel like if i knew the backstory of the wrangler commercial again you're looking at these videos completely different than i am, I am. i'm I, am. I was looking at also this was her like second hit yes after everywhere to me yes which went hard, which was quote unquote a banger. Everywhere went hard. <laughs> yes, yeah. everywhere had bars. Went super hard. Uh -huh. So it was a very Vanessa Carlton like oh. follow up where you 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 hook them right. with the hard stuff, okay, the hard acoustic stuff, <laughs> and then you and get and then it. you do your passion project. Uh, one for us, one for yes. I felt yeah. like this was one for me. Everywhere one for was one for me. I still liked it, but. Yeah. Hey, uh, it got to number three on the countdown. So obviously never hit one, it resonated. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never hit one though. I also want to know what kind of filter is Francis using? Well, this is interesting. I feel like he made everything look a little green and it kind of has like for a road trip video for a pop artist, it has kind of like a David Fincher vibe. It's like kind of a creepy, it has like a little bit of a creepy undertone. She kind of looks like a doll. Well, there's, there might be a little bit of airbrushing. Yeah. It looks, it looks a lot like that. Thing. It, you know what? I have to, I have to say, from a director's point of view, it's a very beautiful video. Oh, very. Yeah, I feel but like the cinematography is fantastic. Is the Wrangler video more beautiful? The Wrangler video just has this like edge to it. Mm. It was also like kind of a famous video because it had like sort of uh, like a homoerotic undertone, mm -hmm. which was pretty edgy. The Wrangler the video or Michelle Branch? No, <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, I think it was just the Wrangler video. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it was like a very like edgy video, uh, commercial for its time. And I think that's why it's so popular with directors because they saw it as like this, you know, kind of commercial that was taking a lot of chances. And so I think it ended up probably, I'm sure even today it gets used to pitch road trip music videos. Um, let's move on. Ooh, we're reaching like we're, the end of this countdown work and we're, we're bringing it home hard. We're bringing it home with, with all kinds of takes with two amazing songs. Okay. So at number two, it's Avril Lavigne with skater boy. Okay, so Pooch, what if I told you that this video was directed by the exact same director who did the Michelle Branch video? I, I could see it. I believe yeah? it. It's, it almost comes off the same lens. Yes. There's like that weird lens flare. It probably had the same director of photography. Uh, there's probably like the exact same crew for the most part. Probably the same guy colored it. I think one thing that's really interesting to me about this video is that I feel like there was a trend at this time to try to understand kids using the internet and viral marketing. This is like basically a video about a viral marketing campaign. Oh wow. But without the internet. Very true. People throwing flyers right, so and leaving. Avril is basically gonna play a concert uh, in the middle of the street downtown, kind of guerrilla style. And we see leading up to it all of these like uh, cool skater kids. Very X gameish. Yeah, everybody's like on a bike with pegs. It's like a lot of oh. BMX bikes, <laughs> and everybody's like, there's like this symbol for the concert. Like it's like a graffiti-ish looking like star. Yeah, I th for a minute I thought it was a pentagram. 
So when I first saw this video, I was like, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm into it. <laughs> I think that would have made me more into it. That would have been a much more interesting video if she tells everybody to meet at the pentagram. Um, but yeah, it's like this weird start. And so people are like texting it to each other. Yeah. The thing I love about this video is the use of just 2000s objects. Okay. And electronics. Let's like count you, them down. You get the two-way. There's a two-way pager. You get that super cool computer. Right. Not only do you get the computer, the early. I think it's like a Mac a, Performa. Oh, yep. Okay. It's an old Mac. Mac. But you also have like the instant messenger. Yes. At the very beginning of the video. Is that instant messenger? Or it's uh, or it's something like that. Like it, it's like a, like somebody like um, emails the star to somebody. So the, the message everybody is sending is this like star symbol with seventh and spring, which I think is actually where it really is taking place in Los Angeles at noon. But but then the noon is, is spelled in an interesting way. The, the, the last N is backwards. Right. So like the R in corn. Wow. Right. So like you can tell that you're not getting this flyer from just anybody. Cool kids only. Cool kids only. <laughs> cool kids only. <laughs> you better like ride down your coolest BMX bike. The thing I do, I have some beef with this video. There's, there's no rollerbladers. There's no bladers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where were they? You uh, got skaters. Uh-huh. Hand, like, skater boy can mean anything. Right. Rollerblades. True. Skateboard. Well, okay, so I do think, to, to be sincere, I do think it's kind of cool that they didn't just make a literal video about the song. Because the song is about her being, like, spurned by this... Or, like, no, it's about a boy who's being spurned by a girl, becomes a rock star... And then when she wants to get with him, he's like, forget it. Yes. Right? Which is already kind of an interesting song for her to sing because there's like this gender swap going on. But then the video so easily could have just been like a literal like country video style thing where we're seeing, you know, every beat of the song because it's kind of a story song. But instead, she chooses to throw this guerrilla style concert mm -hmm. in the middle of 7th and Spring. I think... Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people show up at the end of this video. It's a it's a mob. It is a small riot. It is a small riot. I mean, it is definitely a controlled riot with um, a permit to shoot. It was. I don't think this was a real guerrilla shoot, but it looks pretty good. It it looks like a concert you'd want to be at. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as a kid in two thousand two, these were all the cool kids. They went to Val Surf. Okay. <laughs> Everybody who doesn't know Val Surf, it is a surf shop. In the Valley. Very local reference. Very local LA reference. Uh -huh. But if you worked at Val Surf, if you went to Val Surf. Every one of these kids looks like they work cool. at the Van Store. Van Store, PacSun. PacSun for was sure. Was Tilly's around in O2? Uh, I think if Tilly's were, Tilly's like entire um, like retail team would have been there. Totally. There's an interesting part where towards the end she performs to a, a guy who's holding a camcorder. Is he Skater Boy? He might be Skater Boy. Because I was wondering that. There is an exchange. The way that he's holding that camcorder and looking at her, it feels almost like that kid from American Beauty. Like, he is so... Yeah. That performance that this kid gives in this video is, like, so much more than they need. Like yeah. He's, he's looking at her in a way that is strange and mysterious. He knocked it out of the park. He did. <laughs> he knocked it out of the park. It really gives an understanding. Okay, so if he's Skater Boy, there's also this girl at the end who... And this is like probably the most, I mean, we just talked about Eminem, but this is the most disturbing thing that I think I saw today. A girl who I'm pretty sure is the girl from the song because she's like the preppiest looking girl gets trampled in the crowd. 
there's like a mosh pit and she's like at the bottom of it everybody starts jumping up and down and there are these like handheld camera moments of her like just gnashing her teeth like she's just like it's almost like a biblical punishment for spurning skater boy it is like a very over the top uh dramatic moment for this song and kind of weird yeah they're going hard on her also this huge riot breaks out oh the cops show up the cops show up for all these people they get two cops (laughs) they only send two they only send two cops Uh and then a helo yeah, there is a helicopter. There's a, a helicopter. Very, this video has a very strange ending where all of a sudden there's a helicopter. Like the song is done. This is like they could have just faded out. Song, yeah. But all of a sudden, Avril looks up. There's a helicopter waiting for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the helicopter has been sent to get just her or if it's maybe it's like an escape copter. That's what I was hoping. Like a ladder would come down, and then she'd fly off. Maybe Skater, Boy, Skater like Boy sent like a helicopter yeah. that looks like it's a police helicopter. And she's supposed to go off with him. But it's really strange. She just like looks up at it. It's like almost like this existential moment at the end of the video. I got one more thing for this video. Bring it home. Avril smashes her guitar into that windshield at the end. Yeah. Like so who's... she's performing on top of a car. Cops show up and she's like, all right, it's time for me to just end with a big bang. I'm going to start smashing this Stratocaster mm-hmm. into the back of this Buick. I feel like she does it like she really means it. Oh, she's mad. You know, this was like her fantasy to be like, hey, Francis. Yes. I want to go hard on this car (laughs) right now. And you know, like the studio was like, ah, what if she gets hurt? Right. But Avril was like, no, this is my moment. Do you think her managers were like, absolutely not? I think there was some pushback for sure. And And she she, had to fight for this. I think she had to fight for it. But it paid off because second day on the countdown, it went number one. I think probably she said she wasn't going to do it. And did it anyway. And the time That's came. so punk of her. Yeah. Ah. I think she probably flipped off her manager. Ooh. Whipped that Stratocaster around. Yeah, you won. You're right. She said, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then can, middle finger to the establishment. Can I just like bring up one more you like can, conspiracy? It's your podcast. You can do whatever you I want. I mean, here, look, I don't want to spend all day on this video. First of all, I really like this video. It's oh, it's a very fun video. It's got everything I want in an Avril Lavigne video. Yeah, and the, it went number one. Well, eventually. Yeah, not sec- today. Second day, because we're about to get to number one. Absolutely. And maybe we should string out more Avril news so that you'll stick around for number one. Really like pace this out so it's dramatic. I like it. So Francis Lawrence, the guy who directed the Michelle Branch video, the one that I like claimed was possibly maybe <laughs> influenced by the Wranglers ad. There is a Spike Jones commercial that he did for Nike in like 1995 called Nike Gorilla Tennis. You can find it on YouTube. It is a commercial where Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras. I remember this bit. The two greatest, uh, well, I don't know anything about tennis, but I'll just at say. At the time. At the time, the two greatest tennis players alive. They meet up downtown in an intersection, although I think this might be in New York. They shut down the intersection. They pull out like a giant net. Mm-hmm. They start playing tennis right there in front of everybody. People are cheering. It's got a punk rock vibe to it. They probably brought, brought Spike Jones in because he's like the guy who's doing the rock and roll videos and the skateboarding stuff. They're like, we need somebody who's going to be bring like rebellious vibe. Yeah. At the very end, the cops come. I feel like Francis Lawrence might have been inspired by that. And look, I'm not saying he definitely was. I'm just saying there was a possibility. Yeah. I'm not casting aspersions on. Francis no, it's okay. Lawrence. We all we all get inspiration. I others. think the point of this podcast is inspiration comes from everywhere. Everywhere. 
Because I think a lot of Sprite commercials copied this video. <laughs> you think a Sprite commercial I feel like this? whenever I think of a Sprite commercial, I think of like a group of people. Okay. Usually on cars. Oh. Kind of dancing. <laughs> what? There's a Sprite commercial where people dance on cars? I feel like there's a Sprite commercial that looks very similar to this. The only Sprite commercial I remember is the one where Drake is rapping and his head like suddenly turns into like a robot. Do you remember this? Like yeah. when Drake first came out? Yeah, and doesn't he sing? Didn't they put his lyrics on the Sprite cans? Let's move on to number one. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, coming in at number one, Justin Timberlake with Like I Love I'm going to go ahead and say very well-deserved number one. Oh, okay. Out You're of all these fan. videos. Oh, I love this video. Okay. This video, when I first saw this, I was like, you do deserve. Yeah, you leave in sync. <laughs> A star is born. So we should mention that this is his first solo, solo single and music video mm -hmm. after leaving in sync. So this is like a big moment. I think this is such an interesting video because obviously this is a, a big, big moment where they need to come out guns blazing yes. with like, just drop like the, the biggest, craziest music video for Justin Timberlake. Pooch, where do they put him in the first scene? 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. Why 7-Eleven? That was always an interesting call. Yes. And to put him in a 7-Eleven t-shirt. Okay, I did not notice this when I watched this as a kid, but he is wearing a seven. Okay, so he's wearing a leather jacket, but then underneath the jacket, yes. he's wearing a gray, like a, a very plain gray t-shirt with a 7-Eleven logo on it. Plus a gray hoodie coming out of the leather jacket. Oh, that was big at the time. That was like oh, a John Mayer vibe. This outfit was straight fire. This is like... I tried to recreate it, failed miserably. <laughs> and then he's got a wool... Uh-huh. Beanie. There are a couple different headwear choices in this video. The, yes. I started to wonder, it, towards the end you see his hair, but I was starting to wonder if they were trying to hide the curly cues. Oh. Because he wears a beanie in front of 7-Eleven. Mm -hmm. Number one. Then they move to like an arcade type location and he's wearing... Where none of the games look like they work. No, none of them look like... It doesn't look like anyone's there to play games because everybody's just really sexy. And macking on They're each other. leaning on the games. It's like... They're there mainly to support your shoulders and like yeah, elbows as you kind of. It was it was a lean, mm -hmm. like a like a hot lean. Pooch is demonstrating the lean. Like I'm on this Pac-Man right now. There you go. Leaning. <laughs> so anyway, he's on that. He's wearing a get this snakeskin slash mesh trucker hat. Yeah. But underneath is a handkerchief. Or is it a, it's a bandana? Or a bandana, bandana. yes, a bandana. Like a Snoop Dogg Obviously, I've never worn one of these. Bandana. Right, so there's like a gang affiliation possibly. <laughs> but then he's also wearing this snakeskin mesh trucker hat like he's trying to show up Pharrell. Like, you can yeah. do a trucker hat, but I'm going to add the snakeskin. And a bandana underneath. And a bandana underneath. And at the very end, like the third setup. The third outfit is probably the most suspect out of all of them. Well, it starts with a fedora. Which is, which even though it was cool, in 2002, it wasn't cool in 2002. I don't know if that was ever a good look. Did you ever wear a fedora? <laughs> I no. feel like kids, tend to, even today, yeah. when they're forced to get dressed up, add a fedora. 
I feel like that's a, a popular prom option for yeah. somebody who wants to be a little different. I, at least when I was growing up, it was like yeah. you put on the zoot suit with the chain and you got a fedora. Did you a ever see zoot that? Suit. That was like a thing. Like a squirrel net zipper zoot suit. I grew up in uh, the suburbs of Arizona. That seemed like a popular choice for people who wanted to stand out. Four button zoot suit. I didn't count the buttons. Look, I didn't do this personally. I think the other option would be to pair up your prom outfit with like a pair of Chucks or like always that, Air that's Jordan timeless. Look back to the video. So anyway, Justin Timberlake, he decides to, uh, to, to show us what he's got as a, uh, solo artist in front of a Seven Eleven. So basically the idea behind this video, it's actually a very like simple concept. He's trying to get with some girl outside of a Seven Eleven. There's a lot of loitering going on outside of the Seven Eleven. Yeah, like I, I, first of all, it's a place to be. Are you excited that this random guy is hitting on you who's just hanging outside of a Seven Eleven? I think the question would be, does he work at Seven Eleven? Like, is his shift over? He he threw on the like hoodie. The he jacket. threw on the jacket, and yeah. then he was like, "I'm gonna go out on this parking lot see what's going on out here." Like he knows as the girl comes in on Saturday nights, right? <laughs> and he's like, "You know what? Today's the day. I'm, there, gonna, I'm gonna show her." There are so many people in the 7-Eleven parking lot. I, I feel like whoever the security guard is is supposed to make sure that the kids don't take over the parking lot. Failed. Not doing his job. Failed. But in his defense, you want to be there. Oh yeah, like it is a cool place to be. This it's way cooler in my opinion. I would rather be here than the Avril Lavigne downtown. Oh really? At this was more your vibe. This was more my vibe. I like uh -huh. the song better. Oh, okay. I like JT, but I, I wanted to dress like JT. I wanted to dance like JT. Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I thought the girl in the video was gorgeous. I mean, she is. She's a gorgeous it's, woman. Yes. And I wanted to everyone in this video more is my type than Avril. Oh. Yeah, I I'm, I want to be where JT is. So I think two things about this video feel very 2002 to me. I mean, everything about this video yeah. feels very yeah, 2002 to me. Say. But Pharrell makes another appearance on this countdown. He uh, he was part of the pr production team, the Neptunes, who did the Britney song. But he also yeah. uh, was involved in the production for this song. He brings with him uh, clips. Mm. Uh, the rap duo Pusha T was in it. Malice, his brother, was also a part of this uh, rap duo. That, I think that's one of the most interesting things going on in this video is like these two brothers who rap about selling cocaine are getting a guest verse on this like very otherwise I would say PG rated pop superstar. Yeah, this that seems like the riskiest part. I mean, putting a multi billion dollar pop star in a Seven Eleven parking lot mm -hmm. for their debut video is a risk taking move. But I think bringing in the clips, pretty pretty gutsy call. And it works. It works. Yeah. I actually think they're the best part of that song. Uh, uh, but this is also because I was just a big Clips fan at the time. Well, and also, can we talk just how much Pharrell owned and still does, but owned like the mid-2000s to late-2000s? Yeah. Wow. I mean, he was on all of this. And I love how he just shows up to all of these videos in, in, a, sh in shorts. shorts, a trucker hat. Yeah, like no dress code. He for just Pharrell. does not care. Yeah, and you know, I think it's kind of interesting. <laughs> like th there was that trope we were talking about earlier about like where uh, white guys trying to be funny by like doing hip hop things but badly on purpose. Yes. And JT does some of that here. I was kind of disappointed. Oh, in what part? He does some stuff where he's like trying to do the robot or whatever. Or, oh, JT can do the robot. But he's now. looking like goofy, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I oh. also feel like if you watch during the clip stuff, man, he looks, Justin looks out of his element. Well, there's, there, I mean, 
as much as I do love JT, there are certain things I don't want him to do. I don't want him to beatbox. Oh. When he was in NSYNC and he would beatbox, I was like, okay. It was a crowd pleaser. Eh, I know a lot of people liked it. I was not I was not into it. Okay. But yeah, first of all, I think JT, if he takes the gloves off. Because he is wearing gloves. He's wearing fingerless gloves. All right. There's like a Michael Jackson kind of vibe going oh, on. Oh, fedora and gloves, right. 100% Michael Jackson. We all know influenced. what he's trying to say. Okay. If he takes them off. If he takes them off, he just, he looks a little tougher to sit at the table with clips. Okay. And then fedora's got to go. Got to go. And the silk shirt has oh. to go. The opened, the unbuttoned silk shirt just needed to go. <laughs> this is going to become like the uh, early 2000s fashion cast is what we're about to turn into. <laughs> I mean, his his... His outfit, first of all, I don't ever remember that outfit being cool. Oh, even but at the time? At the time. I don't remember seeing a lot of people in an outfit like that. And maybe it was because it was a music video, and I feel like anytime I saw someone in a music video, those clothes were unattainable. This is interesting to me because we're talking about a video where he also is wearing a 7-Eleven t-shirt. But the one you want to go for is the outfit at the end where he's trying to do Michael Jackson. He's, he's trying to do Michael Jackson, and it just it, I'm not in love with the outfit. But 7-Eleven outfit? Yes. Absolutely. Pharrell's outfit? 100%. I feel like Pharrell's outfit still works. Still cool today. Yeah. Even in those dunks. Oh, definitely in those dunks. And I feel like that trucker hat thing, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Yeah. If I saw someone walking around the street in Pharrell's outfit. I think his name would be Tyler, the creator. Probably, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> boom. All right. So that's this week's countdown. You know, I think let's start something. I think we should pick who the real winner of this of, week was of all time. So we looked at these 10 videos. Mm. We saw how in 2002 people would have ranked them. Pooch, who would, you, who do you think deserves to be at number one? Oh, I'm going to go with JT all day. Oh, this video spawned one of the biggest stars of all time. Uh huh. And not only was he a mega superstar in NSYNC. Yeah. He came out hot with mm -hmm. an amazing song and he always had an incredible dance routine where it was it was something to be seen. Like in a lot of his videos, he he he's always doing something that was copied later on. And the mm -hmm. amount of times I saw people in seven eleven parking lots <laughs> after this video. You think there was an uptick? Oh, absolutely. All right, you absolutely. heard it here. And I lived right next door to seven eleven. Wait, are you being serious? You oh, this is, that I'm people dead hung serious. out. You wait, hold on. You think that people hung out in seven eleven parking lots? After seeing this video, I, thinking I, that like they would be in a situation like this. I saw multiple people hanging out in 7-Elevens. I was also a kid. Okay. So this could have just been regular you people. you couldn't go to the club. Okay. Could have been regular people just hanging out at 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. I thought it was because of this video. Okay. But let's just say I hung out at a 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. No one showed up. So give us some feedback, guys. If you're listening to this podcast and you uh, hung out at a 7-Eleven after watching the music I, video for Justin Timberlake's Luck, I can't I be you. the only one. Yeah, Pooch can't be the only one. Maybe you saw Pooch in the 7-Eleven parking you lot. Maybe you hung out with him. The Toluca Lake Burbank area <laughs> and the 7-Eleven off of Riverside in 2002. So most likely that was me. One thing I forgot to mention, Diane Martell uh, directed this video. She directed the Clips' Grindin' video, which Ooh. came out the year before this. Love it. All-time great hip-hop video. I'm sure that that factored into the decision for her to direct this. And she's one of the all-time great female directors from this time period. A time period when there were not a lot of female music video directors, although there still aren't a lot today. I would give the number one video this week to Avril Lavigne. Ooh. 
Okay. I just felt like uh, it really uh, checked all the boxes. I, there's a lot going on. There are layers oh, wow. to that video. I really uh, I feel like it did it for me. And that, that's the that's the beauty of TRL. Uh huh. Everybody had a piece of the pie. <laughs> All right. So tune in next week. We're going to be doing this every week, hopefully, if our schedules allow for it. We're going to be coming back, uh, hopefully, with some different guests. We're going to bring in some comedians, some uh, yeah, this, musicians. This is, this is the first episode, so we're warming up. We're probably going to break down the list differently. We'll probably have maybe some categories or something. We can do that. Maybe we'll ask different questions. Yes. We're, we're just going to... Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. And we're going to do our best to not make this podcast two hours every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did hour 20. That's not bad. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So thanks for thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Oh, Later, guys. Thanks,